The farm bill stalemate continues, Republicans question snap. With a 2023 farm bill that has yet to be passed, nor is it close to doing so, legislative progress at this point can be best described in one word, stalemate. Democrats are holding firm that Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, and other nutrition benefits will not be cut, and that any farm bill seeking to reduce those benefits has no chance to pass the Senate. To start off a five-hour hearing for the House Committee on Agriculture on February 14, Chairman David Scott, EGA, said, it won't surprise anyone that has been following the work of the committee that our principles are this, we want to reduce hunger so let's put aside, first and foremost, this proposal to cut SNAP benefits. Whether you call it a cut, or a reduction of future benefits, Democrats oppose it. We will not cut SNAP. U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack sat as a witness during the hearing to help the committee get closer to that shared goal of passing the Farm Bill. Vilsack fielded a variety of questions regarding Farm Bill-related funding, but heated exchanges between the Secretary and committee Republicans regarding nutrition benefits took center stage. During his allotted time, Rep. Austin Scott, RGA, pointed out that SNAP benefits accounted for roughly 67% of USDA funding in 2010, with 33% of funding going to other sources, whether it be farm and commodity production or conservation. Rep. Scott then noted that the current budget shows 80% of funding going towards SNAP and nutrition benefits, and 20% would go to all of the other expenditures of the USDA. So, that leaves 20%, for conservation, production, agriculture, all of the other things that the USDA does, Scott said. Earlier in the hearing Vilsack pointed out that we are in a critical moment where producer profitability and access to the agriculture industry must be more readily available to ensure that the U.S. does not lose another 400,000 farms in the next 30 years. More specifically, the 2022 Census of Agriculture, published on February 13, revealed there are 1.9 million farms and ranches in the U.S., which is down 7% from 2017. So, if there's less than 10% of the total USDA funding going towards production agriculture, Scott stated that starving farmers don't get to plant the food to feed hungry people. Vilsack responded simply that recent farm incomes have been the highest ever. Specifically, farm income over the 2021-2023 period represents the highest level of farm income in the last 50 years, Vilsack said in his opening remarks. However, a recent analysis released by the American Farm Bureau Federation's AFBF Market intel shows that net farm income for 2024 will be significantly lower than 2023. It's important to note that the 2023 income, similarly, was less than the historic highs of 2022. The latest report anticipates a decrease from 2023's forecast of $155 billion to $116 billion, a drop of nearly $40 billion, or 25.5%, and the largest recorded year-to-year dollar decrease in net farm income. The decline marks the second consecutive drop since record high farm income levels in 2022, $185.5 billion, AFBF economist, Daniel Munch, wrote. In inflation-adjusted dollars, the 2024 net farm income would come in below the 20-year average, Munch explained, adding that a year-to-year drop of this magnitude parallels a recent decline in general farmer sentiment. Further illustrating his point to Secretary Vilsack that current trade dynamics and farm bill priorities do not value the U.S. producer, Rep. Scott said, we are importing more food than we ever have in this country. Additionally, he asked Vilsack, have you been to the grocery store lately? What does food cost today versus what it did before the American Rescue Plan and Inflation Reduction Act as you call it? Scott questioned.
Vilsack responded that the good news is, food inflation is down. Grocery store price inflation year-over-year is 1.3%, the lowest it has been since 2021. If it falls another 25%, it'll be where it was before y'all got there, Scott stated as his time expired. Snap and Immigrants Representative Scott Desjardins, or TN, used his allotted time to question the significant strain that will be placed on SNAP benefits by the influx of illegal immigrants across the southern border. Vilsack's first response was that people coming across the border are not qualified for SNAP. However, Desjardins referred to the USDA's Food and Nutrition Service policy on non-citizen qualifications for SNAP. Desjardins highlighted that children under 18, refugees, victims of trafficking, and asylees not only qualify for SNAP, but they do so with no waiting period. You have to agree that almost everyone coming into the country is either seeking refugee status, asylum status, or are under 18. So how can you say this is not going to put a strain on the SNAP program? Desjardins argued. We have 42 million people on SNAP, and now we've had roughly 10 million crossing over, most of them seeking asylum. He also pointed out that the amount of fraud taking place with the SNAP program is alarming. Desjardins referenced a 2023 article published by The Hill which stated that fraud is gobbling up one-fifth of SNAP benefits. The urgency to tackle fraud and abuse within this vital social safety net cannot be overstated, the article states. The USDA's disclosure of 2023 payment error rates for SNAP found that there is $34 million in overpayments daily, which equates to a fraud rate of 11.54%. We've had lively discussions in this committee that Republicans apparently don't care about people, but we do. Desjardins said, I'm afraid hungry Americans are not going to receive the benefits they need if we don't address this issue. It's real. Visit to view the entirety of the House Committee meeting.